So uh, last time we spoke about the Tzemach Tzedek's father. Uh, the Tzemach Tzedek's mother we're not really going to speak about, but just in short, right, to Rebetzin Dvor she gave her life for Chassidus. We already spoke about her a few times throughout the stories. The Tzemach Tzedek's wife we also spoke a lot about was his first cousin, Rebetzin Chaim Mushka. Her father was the Middle Rebbe. Um, okay, uh, we'll just uh, so Rebetzin Chayamushka, her yard site is Chesteves. She was seventy-one, and once she passed away, the Tzemach Sadek basically stopped a lot of things that he would do, and. He said, my connection to the world is no longer the same once my Rebetzin is no longer alive. So now we're going to begin talking about, and this will take at least uh, two days, I think, uh, the Tzemach Selek's children. Uh, so one of the children we're not really going to discuss, and that is the Rebbe Marash, because we'll have a whole book on him next. But the other children, I mean, technically you could have a book on each one of them alone. They're, they, each one of them were tremendous Sadiqim and as well as the sons-in-law as well. Now, the Tzemach Sadek had seven sons. Every one of them was a great Tzadik, and the Hasidim referred to them as the seven branches of the Menorah. They lit up the surroundings, their surroundings, and, and their father, the Rebbe, included them in a lot of community work. Um, he requested from his sons that they should daven for him when he went to Petersburg in uh, 1843. So, starting with the oldest one, the Baruch Shalom. So, the Baruch Shalom is named after two of his ancestors. So, you had Baruch, was the father of the Alter Rebbe, right? So, that was his great great grandfather. And Shalom was Shalom Shachna, so like the Rebbe Rashab, is named after the same person. So, the Baruch Shalom was born on Chavdal at Cheshvan in 1805. He was extremely close with his great-grandfather, the Alter Rebbe, who was the Sandik at his bris. Um, every day on his way home from Cheder, he would stop at his great-grandfather's house, the Rebbe, speak to him. And the Alter Rebbe once told him, when we were students of the Magid, he taught us Torah and told us stories. Whenever we heard a Torah teaching from him, we considered it to be Taita Shabal Peh. But whenever he told us a story, that was Taita Shabal Peh. And then he started telling him uh, many stories. Now when he was six, the Alter Rebbe taught him all the different trup that exist for Chumash has one type of trup, uh, Nevi'im has a separate trup, and Ksuvim has a, is, is many different trups. I think that it's not no one knows, it's a, it's a totally different uh, trup system. Um, but you have the Chamesh Megillahs, each one of them have their own. Tilim, Eev, and Mishle have their own one. And then the other ones have, I think, another one. Ezra, Nechemia, Divrayamim, right? Um, now, today, we don't know a lot of these things. Now, he mastered them so well that the following year, Mondays and Thursdays, he sometimes laid the terror for the Alter Rebbe, even though he wasn't Bar Mitzvah. Um, now, that year, when Alter Rebbe and his family were running from Napoleon, the Alter Rebbe instructed Baruch Shalom to travel and sleep in his wagon or his room 
during the entire flight, which lasted 142 days. Um, after the Istalkus of the Altarebbe, so young Baruch Shalom, remember, he's, how old is he by the Istalkus? He was eight, seven, seven years old. He's born in 1805, right? So, so he, he was mamish brokenhearted, and he decided that every Chayelu, his grandfather's birthday, he's going to fast. And this went on for 11 years until his grandfather, the Mittler Rebbe, um, he heard from his grandfather the, about the greatness of a tzaddik's birthday. So he, he had to do a Torah Snedar. He, he said, how could I fast on a tzaddik's birthday? And he started to celebrate Chayelu. However, what he would do was, instead of fasting Chayelu, he would fast like a few days before. Now, besides for being close to the Alter Rebbe, he was also extremely close to the Mittler Rebbe. The Mittler Rebbe, he, he accompanied the Mittler Rebbe on many trips. His father, the Temach Sedek, the Rebbe, right, called him my Balabais. And when the Tzemach Sedek said a mimer of a bring, the Baruch Shalom stood right next to him on the Tzemach Sedek's right. So after his father, Sistalkus, the Baruch Shalom was the only one of the Tzemach Sedek's sons who, even though many Hasidim begged him, he refused to become a Rebbe. And he stayed in Lubavitch, remember this is the oldest brother, and he accepted the youngest brother, the Marash, as Rebbe. And when Hasidim tried to pressure him to become Rebbe in a different town, like all the other brothers did, so he said, listen, I saw the greatness of my great-grandfather and my grandfather and my father, and I'm not on their level. How could I be a Rebbe? Now, clearly he could have been, right? But he, his, his anivas was, was a very, very high level. However, when he traveled he would continue to say Hasidus because that's something his father told him to do. So this is not something that he looked at as I'm a Rebbe, he's like, I'm a Shliach of the Rebbe. Um, he also wore white clothing like the Tzemach Sadek did and whoever saw him, they stood up for him in respect. He's like a very Hashiva looking person and everyone recognized him that he was a great person. He passed away at the age of 63 on Tess Zion Shvat in 1869, less than three years after his father's Sistalkos. And he's buried very close to his father. Five Amis to the right of the Tzemach Tzedek is Rabbi Shalom. Now Rabbi Shalom's oldest son, Harav Mordechai, was the Rav in Vitebsk. Now his second son, Harav Levi Yitzchak, was the Rav in uh, Padabranka. And his son, Reb Baruch Schneer, was the father of Reb Levi Yitzchak, the father of the Rebbe. Right? So that the Rebbe comes from the Tzemach Sedek from this son, the son who didn't become Rebbe. Hasidim say that because he didn't become Rebbe, he merited that his Einikol, right, great-great-grandson, would merit to become the Rebbe eventually. Um, so that's, that is Reb Baruch Shalom. The next son was Rabbi Yehuda Leib, probably named after the Alter Rebbe's father-in-law, Rabbi Yehuda Leib Siegel, um, known as the Maril of Kapus. He was born in 1811, and the Alter Rebbe was also Sandik by his bris. He was 
extremely close to his aid of the Mittler Rebbe, and he was almost always seen with him. And quite often during the walks, the Mittler Rebbe would stop to say a mimer. And at that point, the Maril would uh, position himself in a way that his Zayda could lean on him for support. So that's why he got the name the Rebbe Stender. Um, we can see his greatness from the fact that even though he was only 17 when the Mittler Rebbe was Nistalik, he could repeat hundreds of Maimarim word for word. And some of them, Mittler Rebbe said very long Maimarim. Um, that he, hundreds of my mom that he heard from his grandfather. And perhaps this is the reason why sometimes when the Mittler Rebbe was preparing to say a mimer and he noticed the Maril wasn't there, he would wait for the Maril to get there because he said, I, I know he's going to memorize it and I want someone who's going to remember it to, to be here. On Yud Dalet Cheshvin, 1824, he married a daughter of Reb Shleimah Freydis, one of the Alter Rebbe's outstanding Hasidim. Um, in honor of their marriage, the, the, his father-in-law presented him with 40 handwritten notebooks of Maimarim that he heard from the Alter Rebbe and personally wrote down. And his father, the Rebbe, the Tzamasadek, reviewed them all. He made notes and corrections were necessary and then allowed him to learn them. He was the one who accompanied his father in 1843 to the conference in Petterburg. And when the Tzamasadek returned to Lubavitch, after the conference, he said, in Petterburg, I got a new chassid. He tells his wife, my Yehudalev. One of the things that Semach Tzedek accomplished in Petterburg was pressuring the government ministers to officially declare that it's permissible to print Sifrei Chassidus. And he immediately began preparing Lukutei Teira of the Alter Rebbe for print. And his sons, Harav Yehuda Leib, the Maril, and Reb Chaim Shner Zalman, who we'll get to soon, they assisted him in this, uh, this task of publishing Lukut Torah. In the later years of the Tzemach Sadek's life, he wasn't able, the Tzemach Sadek wasn't able to travel to communities throughout Russia the way he did earlier. So he sent his sons and he instructed them to say Hasidis, to take people into Yechidis. And as the years passed, they all traveled around but the one who traveled more than any other son was the Maril. And it's for that reason why he was not in Lubavitch at the time of his father's Sistalkus. So after the Tzemach Sadek Sistalkus, Harav Yehuda Leib preferred to remain in Lubavitch. However, his family moved to the city of Kapust and they sort of uh, kidnapped him and they schlepped him along. His family tell, tells they tell the, the, the kids tell the father, Rabbi Hudalib, oh Tati, let's go for a carriage ride. And they start going, and he realized, wait, we're going way too fast and too far away from Lubavitch. And then he realized where they're going, and he's okay, fine, I'll go to Kapust. And when they arrived, his father's Hasidim, they begged him to become the Rebbe in, in Kapust. And although he accepted the, the pain and suffering of, of, that he had to deal with, his father's Sistalkus was so much for him that he was nostalgic seven months later on Gimel Cheshven. So the, the Tzemach Sadek Sistakos was Yud Gimel Nisan the next year, less than seven months later. The Maril 
was Mistalik. He was 55, and he was buried in Kapust. The uh, um, his after his Estalkus, his oldest son, the Shlomo Zalman, took over as Rebbe in Kapust. He is the the. He is, uh, you know, no, we'll have to stop there for today. We'll continue about the uh, Shlomo Zalman tomorrow.